Yeah. Yo. 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop from Listener Power, KEXP. This is 50 years of hip hop. I'm Roddy Nickfor, the show's producer. On the last episode, Isabel Khalili talked about the impact of the Palestinian hip hop group, Damn. In this bonus episode, you're going to hear directly from two of the members, Misa and Tamer. They talked with Isabel about their influences, dug deeper into the themes of the album, and discussed the power and limitations of hip hop as a tool for change. Misa, I know you joined Dam a little later, but I've read that you were a fan of Dam when you were growing up. When I grew up, um, yeah, I was definitely a huge fan of Dam. Like it was the first ever. Um, music in Arabic that was different. Um, I knew when I was young, I knew that I wanted to do music and I wanted to sing, but um, I, I didn't feel too connected to like the Arabic music and the pop music in the Arabic world then. I thought I was too cool for it, which is a huge mistake because later on I discovered how amazing it is, but I didn't really connect to it then. And when I heard Dam, which was different, which is also in Arabic, but with like different beats and like different music. And um, mm-hmm. it was a huge thing for me to to hear that something like that exists. And I used to like uh, know all this, their songs by heart and always sing along. And, and Tamar, I know Tupac was a major early inspiration for you. Can you talk about your other influences in hip hop? Oh, uh, do you have an hour? Uh, <laughs> uh, back then it was basically, yes, Tupac, uh, because of the passion. But then when I started meeting other people who like hip hop, uh, I, got, I got connected to other artists. Uh, like I started uh, falling in love with the ability of Biggie to tell the story and to do that uh, that flow, uh, and then I, I and then I fell in love with uh, Talib Kweli and most Def, uh, the ability to uh, not just the politics, also the punchlines. Uh, actually, I have a song. Uh, I have a song. It's called uh, Arabs Say Khud, and it's actually I'm. I'm paying respect to hip hop. Like I'm thanking hip hop that introduced me to the African American culture. So I'll, I'll I'll give you a few lines from it. I, I say that uh, Tupac taught me to write. Uh, Naz taught me to read. Uh, Wayne taught me to punch the lines until they fucking bleed. Mm. M as Eminem, of course, uh, taught me to rhyme. Uh, fab, fabulous. It taught me to breathe. And WA taught me to scream for the police. <laughs> um, Chuck, of course, you know Chuck. Yeah. Uh, Chuck taught me to fight the power. Hove taught me about flus. Flus means money. Uh, Biggie taught me to tell my story with a groove. Uh, I bought a pair of Yeezy just to walk in Kanye's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I know you also were inspired by a lot of literature. Um and you're a fan of poetry. I think there was a Ta-Nehisi Coates reference in this album. Yeah, it's uh, the whole piece, Jasadikum, which is a spoken word piece in the album, uh, was actually all inspired by his book, uh, Between the World and Me. And uh, I remember Tamar was reading that book at that time. And uh, we were just uh, still writing the songs. And he's like, you know what? I have, like, I'm reading this book and I think it might give us an idea. And it's really great. So he went and he bought four other copies. 
And then he gave me one, gave Mahmoud one, gave our producer one. And then I just started reading it, reading it and it was amazing. And I wrote down like everything that uh, I started writing, writing everything down that I thought might, uh, you know, open something up. Mm-hmm. And we started writing that piece just as it comes. So it's basically we took the idea, the idea of the book of uh, living uh, in a black body in the United States and talked about how it is living in a in a woman's body but being an arab under occupation so we put all of that layers into that he writes and he goes back and forth how to protect your body from the chains of slavery from the bullets of the cops from so just the way that he talks about the body just like okay we need we need to talk about your body like you need to talk about your body and we we kind of invented a word that doesn't exist. It's called jasadikhom. Your body of theirs. Mm. Yeah. Your body of theirs. So yeah, basically means like the body that we have is not really like ours. Can you talk about the story behind the album title, Ben Hana Bamana? And what does it mean for them? It's a very known, it's uh, a phrase. Um, it's, it's a phrase or like um, uh, a saying. Very known. They say Ben Hana Wamana. It's like it's an urban legend, of course. A guy that was married to to a to a, a young woman and an older woman, and the old woman uh, used to um, pick his black hair in, on the beard, so he would look older, mm-hmm. uh, and tell him, uh, "No, you shouldn't." So he would look older, and the young one used to pick the gray hair on his beard, so he would look younger. Uh, the women's name are Hannah and Mana, and he says between Hannah and Mana, I just lost my beard. <laughs> uh, so, so we took it as us as Palestinians who are living inside of Israel. Mm-hmm. Like at, at the same time, you don't want to work with Israeli institutions, uh, but at the same time, you cannot work with Lebanese. So, so if you if if you if you just don't work with both. Uh, then you're just gonna lose your uh, <laughs> everything. Yeah, uh, it's it's a way of surviving the whole thing. It's those ones, those hard decisions that you need to make the whole time. And I think it was also a generational thing, Mesa, right? Uh, of of uh, of we are like uh, the generation who came in between the Intifada and the Arab Spring. I think the saying covers up like pretty much everything because also in every song we talk something a bit different. So, like, the main thing behind the story is when you try to make everyone happy, you lose your beard in this case. And then we took that and each song talks about, like, a different thing, one from a a political perspective, one from, uh, uh, like, a social perspective. And, yeah, and, uh, and when you try, because, you know, as an artist, and especially here, and especially being Palestinian, and with all the complications everywhere... Like there's so much um, comments and negative comments coming from all around because to some people we're not political enough, for some people we're not uh, Palestinian enough or like we're not, yeah, or like we're not conservative enough. And every time you, you hear that comment, like you hear it a lot. And then that's where the idea came from. And I think like if you dive into each songs, it talks um, with a lot more details about like uh, every aspect of that and trying to like still find yourself between trying to please everyone and then trying to be authentic at the same time. 
because you know the reality here is like very very complicated like you start talking about it and there's practically no end uh but uh, you know being like palestinians and living inside the israeli borders and holding an israeli id and all of that complications and how we're perceived to like other people uh, abroad and especially arabs or palestinians abroad and all of that there was no one talking about that for like until up a maybe five years ago or 10 years ago, not more than that. Can we talk about a couple of specific songs on the album? I, I was going to ask about Prozac, the story behind it or kind of the message. There's a, there's a very, I can't, I can't remember, maybe Oscar Wilde, I can't remember, but said, he said that if you break an egg from the outside, you will kill a life. But if the egg breaks from the inside, it will create life. Yeah, and, and this is the whole thing about the Arab Spring, that, that when we reached a point where we want to change, but there was a lot of interfering, like from the U.S., from, from uh, the CIA, from that, and those, I think that killed the, um, like, the, of, of what was supposed to happen. Uh, so that song was like, fuck you, I don't need your Prozac. I, I know about my darkness. I know about my depression. I know my depression. I just, I just, just fuck off and let me, let me just go through it alone. Let me go through that tunnel. That was the idea of the song. Yes, we have tradition, a lot of things in our tradition, in our uh, Arabic tradition that we want to uproot. But I know they are bad things, but still, we never had any ISIS before Bush. We never had that. The whole process of the whole album was for me like life changing, really, because it made me realize so many things uh, in, in a personal place and also as a musician and as an artist and like how much I'm limiting myself. And I remember a time I like one of the things um, that helped me uh, accept the beat of Anton Joe's Akima because like the weird thing for me is like, like I said, I was used to like more, you know, like hardcore hip hop and like old school hip hop and like saying, always having the strong saying. And then we didn't even have the lyrics still for Anton Joe's Akima. So there was no, um, um, no subject to it still, but just this like really fun, upbeat uh, beat that was weird for me to, to accept because I was, you know, expecting something specific. And then Tamer came to me and he was like, yeah, but why are you so much against it? Because like if we, an artist should be doing like, like kind of portraying like different aspects in our lives. And he's like, yeah, like our songs are all sort of kind of serious and we talk about serious stuff, but when we meet together, we're never serious. We're just like talking shit and just laughing and just, you know, having fun and other, other than, you know, like we go on, um, we go on stage and do the show when we're doing this hip hop, but then we go back and we're just laughing and we're just talking thing. And it's okay to portray all of these aspects as yeah. a human being into the music that we make. It made me realize in general, like um, how much specifically as a Palestinian and as a woman, like um, so many, I've put so many borders to myself and always trying to like maintain this, a specific image or like a specific subject or a specific things. And this song was very therapeutic for me in that sense. And like kind of letting go. I mean, Israel is dividing us from the world and we talk about that, but they cannot divide me from humanity. I, I do laugh. I, I, I like to get drunk. I love sex. I love dancing. And I will not, 
I will not, I refuse to, to let go of these things. There's always this fear of like, you need to be something or you need to do something or speak in the voice of or represent yeah. something. And, and now being political or not being political is, is symptoms. That means if the occupation is going to end, that means I'm not an artist anymore. If that's the case, then I don't want the occupation to end because it feeds my rhymes, my anger, my drive. No, it's, it's not my drive. It's just a f-ing barrier of me to discuss other things. So, yes, I'm going to be political, but at the same time, I'm not going to forget that I'm a human being. Do you think that hip-hop can transform people's perceptions of, of a group or a situation? For me, it was yes. That's what, what it, it's, it's a tool. It, at the same time, the mainstream hip-hop in Israel is, is, is f***ing racist, you know? Mm-hmm. So I cannot... Uh, I mean, the, the hip-hop here is controlled by the majority that goes to the controlled by people who are holding guns as soldiers, as officers, as, uh, uh, so I cannot say it, it's a tool that, uh, you know, it, it, it can, uh, it can work both ways. So depends, depends how you use, like everything in the world, depends how you use it. Do you see perception of the Palestinian experience changing at all following the popularity of them? And like baby steps, baby steps, because because one of the things, like if you take for if you take for an example the um, like the Super Bowl performance of the like uh, the Dr. Dre and everyone with this group, right? Mm-hmm. The one who made it happen was Jay Z because Jay Z have stocks, uh, he have a team there. I don't know what he, there's money involved, uh, so he had the power to knock on the table and say, "You're gonna bring hip hop." into the main Super Bowl, like no one did it before. And when they said it's a Sunday, no cursing, we cannot do it, he said, I will pull my stocks. So there's money involved. Mm. The difference is that uh, Palestinian hip-hop is, is, is financially orphaned. Yeah. Okay? We are not part of, I mean, the, the way that the, the, the African-American hip-hop pop in, in America is, is being against the system, but at the same time, part of the system. Here, we cannot do that. Here, it's very complicated. Here, it's like if there is a show, for example, here where we live, where we pay taxes, if there is a show, we need to know which minister, which Israeli minister is responsible for the money, and we, can, we, cannot, we, we are not part of the system. So that money, so, so it's not an industry that feeds itself. It doesn't grow up to be like, for example, look how many hip-hop shows on TV, uh, on the radio. Uh, we are not part of the system. So when you don't have that force and, and you, are, you don't have the ability to feed yourself, uh, to be a system that f- feeds itself and grow and grow and grow, then your influence is going to be very, very limited, you know? So it's, 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 it's beyond telling the truth. It's beyond the message. It lacks an infrastructure of a business model. And this is the revolution that we need. No, that, that makes total sense. And thanks for sharing that. Who's inspiring you right now in terms of other musicians or artists or really anything? Uh, if we're talking about um, Arab hip hop, Bukultum for me, like he's one of the best. Really, I love his music so much. And in terms of... Uh, internationals uh, for me an inspiration in the past few years is Hayata's Coyote they don't do hip-hop but they do like they are 
insanely good. And we're also, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of new releases and like music from the Arab region in general and not only hip hop. Uh, I, w- I would actually really like love to give that appreciation for a bit. Uh, but you can see that there's like, I remember a few years ago, you could like you, you would have need to search like really hard to find Arab artists that are known. And today, like everywhere you go, you find this new artist and there are so many good releases and so many amazing music coming out. And in Palestine in general, like there's some crazy things do going on and like uh lena mahul just released a, a song with like an insane video that i think is like really like it's an on a new level and um there's so many great artists that are worth checking out did you have any closing thoughts mm, happy birthday hip-hop and keep popping <laughs> <laughs> thanks for everything like lucas said hip-hop saved my life I think hip-hop is like one of the greatest things that happened. It's such a precious thing because it combines so many things from our daily lives and at the same time uh, takes it on a different level and I think there's nothing like it. And I'm very happy and proud to be part of it or contributing in whatever way I can to the existence of hip-hop. 